0: So I know we, uh, we've talked about doing this for a long time, just putting together like a little, a little podcast for the program. And, um, again, we kind of want to go that, uh, that free throw free fro, um, yeah, afros and free throws at the same time, um, that free flow, um, kind of vibe where it's not a structured interview. So, uh, obviously this is our first one and, um, I'm excited to talk to you guys for a little bit and hopefully people will enjoy our conversation here. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, what are you guys most excited to talk about? To be honest
1: with you, I'm most excited to po- talk about this upcoming year, like the rest of our events and stuff that are going on. Like these are big events, new year for us. We have a bunch of new technology and everything like that. So
0: no, for sure. Um, definitely, uh, when you guys are, when you guys are talking, try to like not turn your head this way. Cause yeah. you can hear the difference when I'm turning my head facing and not turning it. So we will have some technical things as we go through, but, um, that's all good. That's part of what we do here. So um, yeah, so big year. I mean, for you, Cam, you obviously have, this is, this is the end and it's going to go by super fast. Um, you know how I feel about you leaving. Um, so we won't get too much into that. I want to start off with an emotional podcast right away. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I mean, so for you, I mean, are you more excited about the now or the upcoming and what's next? Like what kind of, where's I'm, your head at? I'm more excited about what's next
1: because I'm always thinking ahead and what I need to do to like get my life straight. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm always gonna be able to come back here and yeah, help everything else. Sure, so it's not like it's not like a separation thing. It's more of like of like I'm excited to see what's going on. You know, so yeah. so
0: and I know we talked about it a little bit, like plan wise, still pretty much thinking continue the the music program at CSN. Yeah, or so the nice. music
1: business and technology, and then uh, do that. Get my I'll try to get a bachelor's in that because you know the higher degree, the more I get paid
0: in whatever it is that I'm gonna do for sure. And that's one of those things that most I don't know if all kids understand this, but you, you need to, is that the more boxes you check off, the more opportunities you have. And that's that's whatever you do. So again, if you go get your bachelor's in it, even if you don't end up staying in that field, you still have shown people that you have commitment to four years to invest in yourself. So people are more likely to invest in you. Um, you know, the the four-year path would be Eventually, UNLV, right? Yeah, so okay, the two sure. years and then split out the next two years and do it at UNLV. Yeah, it's a better idea anyways because we've talked about this too. Man, it's cheaper. It's cheaper? That's, 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 <laughs> it's that's cheaper. huge. That's huge. <laughs> uh, and if, even if it was the same price, you're still building twice as much contacts. Yeah, the connections and stuff yeah. like that, the network. And that's for this industry, we know that, that that's that's a lot of it. Um, probably 50%. And plus, you're, you're going to the program that started it first. CSN's been doing this yeah. for, for a while and those people have been established and I'm sure UNLV runs a great program but you kind of want to go to where where it started um but yeah it's I'm excited about that I mean it's it's one of those things that you don't really realize what our relationship is to that program until a few years down the line and um I know we got Richard over there right now at UNLV um someone that we should probably bring back this year as well and then hearing kind of you uh and your experience and the stories and um, what you have going on over there to, to bring back to this program is going to be cool to see as well for me. Um, and then on the other side, since we don't have visual to go with this, um, we do have Nick here as well, who's, uh, new elected into the, uh, the leadership version of the program. Um, and again, uh,
2: tell us a little bit about like what you're excited about. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see how the next events come up, like Sadie's and, the lock in, all those events coming in February, my birth month. So that's gonna be pretty interesting. My first like EDM show mixing, actually.
0: Yeah. So for hopefully
2: sure. we get a lot of attendees to that. That's gonna be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that too. I don't know of any other high school that's done a two stage festival crazy sound system festival experience. Um yeah. and I think people need to realize that, that that's that's the thing about Sadies, the Sadies is gonna be like that that kind of vibe where it's like hanging out with your friends at a festival or hanging out with your friends at a, at a, at a house gathering. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that too. That should be cool. Uh, to see, to see if we have those kind of, those kind of fans at, at the school. Um, and hopefully it kind of spreads out who wants to be there. And yeah. I think this whole two, uh, two stage, two sis, two set system is something we should probably continue to do for majority of the, uh, of the dances that we do going yeah, forward definitely we could always do like a like a loungy vibe um in the quad and then like the hip-hop uh trap upbeat hype vibe inside wherever we're at too so something uh that we're gonna probably be doing for prom as well so it's only <laughs> only place you're gonna hear that information is on on, on this uh, on this podcast um so i mean how do you feel about the new position i mean. Tell us, I mean, a little bit about like what what allowed you to achieve such a high role uh, as a sophomore? Because that's not a regular thing to happen. Uh,
2: well, I I feel like I worked really hard. Uh, you did sort of since day one, always been focused, paying attention since signal flow. Yeah, always been yeah uh, aiming to impress. Always been learning new things. At first, I came in singer songwriter and had that one track with uh elena that was pretty cool and then um you know got more into djing through apollo and brandon and kyle helped along with that too and then uh this year mostly djing but then producing on the side and and still keeping that that songwriting in and, the, and working on a track where i'm singing and rapping and that should be pretty cool I feel like your pathway kind of embodies what we're about
0: in all honesty. It, um, it shows that you, being curious about all aspects of this business and this creative side of, of music is, is what you have to be. And you can't, you can't teach curiosity. You can't make people want to be excited and want to work hard, um, to do something. And, Again, those skills, whether it be... We talked about this before. I know you're big into Minecraft. Um, it's funny how those Minecraft skills carried over to you building a melody when you're recreating something like you did for the, uh, the holiday album. Um, and it, it, it matters. It matters when those skills carry over. And it's good to see that. And it's good to see you succeed because that's what we're about. Like Having, having people that work hard get those positions. Like That's, that's yeah. what it should be about. That's what leadership is. Leadership is, is leading by example, not just the uh, the title and telling people what to do. Um, how does it feel like, I mean, do you
2: feel like it's tough to lead all people that have been around longer as a sophomore? Uh, it's a very, it's, it's a pretty interesting dynamic. Uh, I feel like despite my age, I've definitely gained their respect and I feel like they they recognize me as someone that they could follow and someone that could lead them to be better, uh, not only through their music, but also through their own, like, personalities and their own personal experiences.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, for sure. So, I mean, do you think you're going to have a similar pathway when you graduate? I mean, that's a a little further off for you than than Cam, but do you you have any idea
2: what you want to do next? Uh, Uh, well, yeah, pretty much just the same sort of thing with CSN and then switching over to UNLV and working part-time wherever to keep raising up money for getting my own set and maybe once I have like the basics of my own set working like shows for like for sure friends like parties or whatever
0: definitely um and I think if you guys can try to find like opportunities to get part-time paying gigs in places that make sense too like whether it be um working at a studio or working at like a 18 and over venue where there's live music. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to be surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and pursuing something that's similar. So that way, nothing that you do is a waste of time. Yeah, of course. And that's, that's the biggest thing is you can, if you can find those part-time jobs in the places that make sense, even if it's like guitar center, like places like that, even though it's not as parallel, you're still at least you're putting in time into a place where you're still talking about music all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I'm excited, man. I mean, I'm ex- I'm happy for both of you guys. Uh, so again, we talked about some things coming up. We talked about Sadie's a little bit. Um, what do you guys feel like the best direction for this podcast is going to be? I mean, I know we talked about the format, but I mean, as far as like getting it out there and getting uh, the information that people want to hear, what's going to make someone like you or your friends want to hear you talk for 30 minutes to an hour? It definitely, is the yeah. it's the story.
1: Yes, the story of like the, you know that personal that personal connection is what always brings people together and so like it doesn't even have to be in person or anything like that it's just like them listening to us talk about our personal situations and our emotions and getting through events and stuff like that together so i think that's what will bring people together is like oh i want to be involved in that with them
0: you know for sure and i I think we're, we're kind of one of those programs where not everyone knows
2: exactly what we're about yeah uh another thing we could uh bring up is, like, some, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, like, stories, like, uh, before, during, and after events, and how we, uh, like, just, I, I guess, the, like, the general vibe around here. It's, like, our verbal vlog of, our
0: documentation of, like, what we're going, what's going on. Verbal vlog, yeah. that's, a, that could have been a very, uh, tough <laughs> thing to, to spit out. Yeah. I think, like, song meetings, too, like, talking about, okay, like, yeah, all right, like, so, like, Cam, you got an EP... Um, or LP, which one, full length? Yeah, it's world well, it's seven. Seven, so kind of kind of like a hybrid in between. Mm-hmm. Like talking about okay, where where did you get inspiration to write this? Like what's this about to you? Because I know it's a big thing for people, like they want to know like kind of what what songs are about. Mm, most definitely. Um, and then you're right, like yeah, getting to know like what are these people? Who are these people? And like why why are they making music? And again, like why did you choose this kind of stranger? Non-traditional pathway to being creative, um, and it, it's it's funny, dude. Because like I said, like especially you, Cam I and mean, like, Nick. I've known you for um, a year and some change now, but I remember when I first met Cam, like he was this was a hot mess. Im- immature punk kid, and uh, it just it's awesome to see you guys develop. And and I know. I give you guys a lot of responsibility, but that also comes with a lot of development and it's, it's awesome to see you guys, to see I grow into that because we've seen the ladder of that. And you see that all the time with your peers when they, yeah. they go the opposite direction, they yeah. get more freedom and all of a sudden they, uh, they make worse choices. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's, so what do you think the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that we, we would need going forward as far as like for you guys, like to make yourself better and to make us better. Um,
1: I think it's just the work, the constant working, and not like the bonding and stuff between each other. Like it's only going to get stronger if we keep working and working and working, and we find new ways to work with each other through working. So definitely. I mean, I mean, do you have anything to touch on it?
2: Uh, for my personal growth, or for like the growth of the program. Both. Either? You can touch on yours first. And then uh, well, for my personal like growth. As an artist, I feel like it's a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of things on machine that I learn by just messing around and uh, uh, mixing stuff like that. It's mostly, uh, I'm not really good at <laughs> structuring a set list. Uh, it's normally like um, I go up there and I, I play music and whatever I feel like will flow, I'll try. And if it, if it works out, then it works. You know, so I guess more opportunities like that where I can, I can free flow stuff like that, which is basically the whole program is is a lot of
0: free flow. Yeah. Especially in in DJing too. Like DJing is such a psychological experiment that you're going through with the crowd. Like that's, I mean, when you're doing your own, like when, when you're performing, like you you do both. So you can kind of tell the difference, like you kind of have a mind an idea of where you want to take everybody Mm -hmm. whenever you're performing your own music. And, um, as a DJ, you can do some of that too, if you're making and producing your own stuff. But as a whole, like you're kind of either fighting with, or fighting against the crowd when it comes to DJing and trying to, uh, to get them somewhere they either don't know they want to be or, um, really don't want to be. So, and that's, I mean, that's a little tougher whenever you're dealing with younger people because they're pretty, uh, They're pretty pretty set in what they think they like, and we always have those students that whenever we do album reviews and they just say, "Oh, I don't, I don't like it." I'm like, "Okay, Um, did you like everything you tried the first time?" No. That's food wise. Like, do your taste buds change? Like, yeah. Like, I don't think I liked black coffee as a as a seven year old. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that that was something I thought was disgusting, (laughs) and that's mostly what I drink now. So. but yeah, I think, I think growth is huge and we could talk about growth forever when it comes to that. And again, you guys are perfect examples of what growth looks like and what it should like and look like and understanding that you're not fully formed yet as a person. Like I'm not, right. I'm, I'm just turned 35 and I'm not done growing and developing. Yeah, if, I, if I was, life would get pretty boring. Yeah. And with relationships, same thing. Like that's what they're there for. Like part of your uh, part of your high school experience is education, and that's that's relationships as well. And I know both of you guys know that you can learn a lot from from a positive and and negative and too. failed relationships. But the thing about failed is you only fail if you don't learn from it. That's the biggest thing. Whether it's producing a track and it turning out like trash, or um, trying something out mm-hmm. new and it going terrible or being in a relationship where you realize it didn't work because of a certain reason. Um, Do you guys find that what inspires you more failure or success to write? Um, It's kind of like a
1: hybrid of both because like I, when, when I write, I want people to understand, you know, it's not, it's not about like wanting to fail or wanting to sex. It's just like, I want people to understand like what's going on in the story behind everything.
0: so, I mean, so not no so not like the success of the current project like what usually inspires you more to get like deeper into to writing and creating like is it the when you're feeling like in your feelings kind of stuff where like things uh, have gone on like crazy and like I really want to write this out and get get something out yeah. or is it like uh, life is really good and I want it's
1: it's the failures most definitely because yeah. it's easier to tell a story of your life than it is about things you're not actually doing. Because, you know, you can get on a more of an emotional touch base with that with other people because not everybody's lives are perfect, not everybody's no one's
0: getting is getting money and getting cars, you know, like and even if you are, it's not gonna be something that makes you happy forever. Right, right. It, it might bring you temporary happiness, but right. then you still you're still living with you. Exactly. And um that's 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 the biggest thing. And I think the good part about I think what we do here a lot with each other is that if you guys do make it, or if anybody in this program does make it I feel like there's a good enough understanding of like how to be and how to deal with people yeah. that you'll be successful and you won't you won't lose yourself in that short term fame. And I feel like that's what happens a lot to your peers whenever they become successful right now. They have some viral hit, whether Maybe it be Hollywood. whether Hollywood. it be something stupid on YouTube or it be a, a really catchy track that that blows mm-hmm. up, and then all of a sudden you can't recreate that. Um, So I think if it's, if it's coming natural and it's who you are, it's going to be something that you can continue to do and grow into. Um, So style of music wise, um, I know back in when you first started out, it was producing only um, and you got into a little bit on the, the writer side of things. But um, do you, do you feel like you like the, the uh, track of yourself evolving as an artist right now? Uh, Do you like where you're headed? Do you like kind of like how you, how yeah. You're evolving. Yeah, I like how I'm evolving because
1: usually I used to just try to tell a story through, like, the like my music, like, production-wise. But now, like, that I'm becoming an artist, I can actually say how I feel and express myself even more through everything else like that. And I'm learning so much more that way and, like, evolving myself more as a person that way. And it makes me, it makes me like, learn how to handle situations better by expressing it and then going back and listening to it like oh this happened like this is how I got through it like it's it's also something I love to do
0: so. for sure uh, what track do you feel like would be one of those ones that showcases that the most The showcases the most uh, like the plays the most that, like, that you could that kind of fits this narrative of like you telling a story and, and, and uh, being able to be like working through your emotions through through art Probably it would either be my old old
1: song, like one of my first songs on um, like one of my first EPs that I was doing was either Save Me or Lost Inside, the one I just finished up. Alright, do you wanna do
0: you wanna listen to any of those tracks real quick? Yeah.
1: That's what,
0: cool. Which one? Uh let's do Lost Inside. Do you have that on your phone? Yeah. Alright. This is the one you just made? Yeah. Nice. I like the piano vibe Thank you It's different than how you usually start a song Yeah I f- As soon as
1: I like found the sample I was just like I wanted to I felt it I felt it in my soul and I was like I can most definitely use it
0: I feel like that's the biggest thing in the music You gotta feel it
1: Yeah If you don't feel it right off the bat it's probably not gonna work for you
3: I'm falling for you baby Cause I can't really relate to you my heart tells me to turn I don't know why I'm into you I'm falling for you baby because I can't really relate to you my heart tells me to turn I don't know why I'm into you I feel so lost inside I can't hide how I feel about you yeah, I feel
0: so is that generic song or is just a inside it's written for someone it's most definitely written for somebody it. um it's not said
1: who it is but if you know me personally you know who it's about,
3: about yeah, so it's
1: about your past
3: how i feel about you yeah i feel so lost inside i can't hide how i feel about you i feel like i'm gonna break down I like the breakdown, lost it all, nothing to take now. It was all love, it's just all hate now. I made it on the low, hop in a and I go. You know I hide when I roll. I feel so lost inside. I
2: have to break down it down, too. There's a play on words, and this is the second time I've listened to this track, and I only just noticed but when, he, when the breakdown starts he says I need a breakdown and then it's, it's the breakdown so I think that's that's really interesting yeah. appreciate
3: that I like
0: the backing vocal on that too thank you nice dude thank you um where do you
1: rank that up there like uh production wise that was my highest production song that i've done okay um lyric wise i wanted to keep it simple but i also wanted it to be complex i wanted to you know make you think on your own because that's why i don't like putting that much
0: lyrics in my songs because i want you to make it your own story right that's good that's good i mean i feel like that's whenever you go look at like visual arts, like paintings or whatever else, like it doesn't explain to you in words what the painting's about. And I think that's, that's part of the the experience is is figuring it out. And it could, you could be, people can be completely wrong, but if it, if it, if they feel it and it, and it means something to them, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, no, I mean, again, I think you're evolving as a lyricist, you're evolving as an artist, as a producer, um, you're not afraid to kind of go a different direction, which is good, man. Um, I remember when you first we first found out that you sang, um, and Alex is like, "Mr. Gibson, Mr. Gibson, you're not gonna believe this. Cam's a singer," and I'm like, "What?" And uh, it just we've come a long way since that, since that initial. Uh, <laughs> I remember I told her not to tell anybody either. She had to tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, she told you. <laughs> you're like, what? Nope. What? <laughs> nope. And it just yeah. it's just nice to see like. Cause it's dude. I mean, I know you know how I feel about me singing. That's yeah. obviously not yeah. something. That's not something you're ever gonna hear on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I won't do that to you guys. But it just—it's such a vulnerable state, and to see you go from being so vulnerable and not wanting to share it with everybody to like fully putting yourself out there. It just—it's just awesome to see. I know that we all kind of have our stories of that, as far as creative goes. Um, Nick, do you feel like you've experienced that too, as far as not. Not wanting to expose
2: yourself and then all of a sudden being willing to like fully put yourself out there? Uh, yeah, I feel like that with my, with the first track I ever did with Elena and I. Uh, I came, when I first joined this program, the only real singing that I've ever done was in sixth grade in choir. I swear um, I thought you were going to say in the shower. I was like, I was like don't, <laughs> don't, be the, don't be that cliche. Um, but but yeah, yeah, like three years off choir and not really had practiced vocals or learned anything higher than beginner choir. Uh, I had actually like tried out for advanced choir for my 7th grade year, but then uh, the opportunity came up for me to be in a video production uh, group, which was uh, much more appealing to me. So uh, I actually got into advanced choir, but I switched out back into video production.
0: Gotcha. And choir, choir is great to develop your singing skills, but it doesn't prepare you for the... The, solo the, the the side. alone the aloneness yeah. of being on the spot. That that's that's something that I think is very uh unique to this is that it it's a lot of times just you. Whether it be performing or DJing or whatever else, there's not there's not always a support cast. I mean we do have full bands that play like um, drums and bass and guitar, but again, your part is just you. Right. Um, and I think that's that's probably one of the most intimidating parts of joining this is that a lot of what you have to do here is going to be you exposed yeah. like ready or not um in front of your peers and that's hard it's hard to do that I mean that's why I think we kind of get this impression that we are we have a lot of like really really super polished incredible people and we do but we only showcase the ones that are ready for those situations like we're not going to put somebody uh, at assembly, that's not ready to be in front of the entire school. Yeah. It's not ready to be like, cause pe- pe- there's going to be people that laugh at you. Yeah. Always. always people always people are going to roast you. They're going to laugh at you. Like you, you yeah. like remember last year, whenever, again, Giselle sang the national anthem, like she got people laughing on right. video, um, right. and the person, she can kill it. So like, you're always going to get people that, that have that kind of reaction, um, no matter what you do. So being prepared for that is huge. And I, I think you guys have both kind of put yourself in that position where you are ready. Like we talked about uh, an event coming up in the near future where we're going to be DJing in front of uh, 2,000 people. And <laughs> your eyes lit up a little bit, but the right amount. Yeah. That's, where, that's where you should be. Like as a performer – that next step should always make you a little yeah, bit nervous. It's, it's, I'm excited. but I'm like, really excited. But like excited. You're, you're excited, but you're ner- Like that day, like I, I remember like my first time I performed like at this outdoor festival and it was for like a few hundred people. And um, it was big because like all of downtown Ventura was going to hear me. Right. And even if it wasn't like everybody was there, like it was still like for everybody. And um, on, a, on a giant full-size festival-size stage. I was just hanging out backstage, just super nervous, and um, it's different too. Like I said, as a DJ, when you do like a, a stage set versus a club set, um, very different vibe. It's like a forty-five minute your style of music versus like, all right, I'm just playing what the people yeah, want you here. You gotta
1: play what the other people want. Yeah.
0: So, and again, so uh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm real proud of both of you guys, and I know that we're probably hitting. time? Uh, it's in bars, so I can't decipher. Is that the how long it's been so far? But I feel like this is kind of a a good place to uh, to kind of segue, and uh, if you guys want to add anything else to kind of what we talked about already,
1: no, not really. Uh, what, what about you? Like, <laughs> what about me? Yeah, like like when you first started this club, like it, we first started as a DJ club, and it was just going to be strictly DJing, and then I don't know where the production side a little yeah, bit, yeah, and then I don't know where like where you decided to you know start turning everything around and make it like. Overall, is like what is your thought process of like when you where, first started
0: it to like to now? It, yeah, I mean, I think the only reason why it worked is because I was not rigid in what this thing was. Um, I'm not really a rigid person in general. I don't really view the world as black and white and um, as 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 square or flat, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I realized real quick that DJing is really expensive. It's really expensive to do. And most kids at any high school, um, let alone a school like ours that has such a mix of, um, of different socioeconomic level kids, it's going to be hard to get into. Yeah, It's hard to convince your parents or work enough to get a laptop and uh, a mixer and even at entry level stuff. So that was a quick realization. Um, and... It just kind of evolved. Like, what what do the kids want to What do they want to do? And um, that first that first year, we were at club, and we kind of like with Jason, we talked about like what like what were some topics of things that we wanted to try out, and certain things worked really well. And we started to realize that a lot of the kids in there knew more about certain things than we did, and we're gonna kind of have to always be like that. I don't I don't know what each year is gonna be, and I can't, and I have to be I have to be comfortable in that unknown. Area, like last year we put on a hip hop musical, which was the most work, yeah, I I've ever I mean, done we're for in, anything. We're putting in my in. entire life. And I got married that year, and it was significantly more work than my wedding. Yeah, so that's one of those things where we just rolled with okay, what skills do we have? Where where do we want to be creative, and how do we make that happen? And it's going to cause some kids to take the lazy road and, and not push themselves as hard because they don't have a specific pathway, but life is not specific. Not, you're not going to graduate high school and get a job that's handed to you that has a specific path. Like you're not going to know who you're going to marry or which direction your relationships are going to go. You're not going to know if your first house, you're going to lose your job and things can happen. You have to be flexible. And I think that that's one of the coolest things besides the, creative opportunities is that we kind of teach you how to deal with how life is and everything you want to do is still, it's still like a perspective of an aspect of the way real life is like whether you want to pursue culinary, you still have to understand how people work and the ups and downs of being in a field like that. Um, if you want to pursue athletics, you have to know that if this doesn't work out, I gotta, I gotta have a backup plan that's still related to this. That makes sense that I can pursue. Um, so I think the biggest thing was just, we had to be flexible and we still are very, very flexible. And that's why we talk all the time. Like, okay, what do we want to do this week? I mean, I have, I have plans and we can go to those plans at any time and there's things that we have to hit, but sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if we lose three or four of our main female singers, then going a certain direction doesn't make as much sense anymore. If we lose, like, three producers and maybe we have a lot more songwriters and guitar players, then it makes more sense to dive into that, too. Right. Um, so I think I think with me, it was just taking... Make sure I have no ego. Like, there's no ego. There's no, like, uh, I love DJing, so everybody must love DJing. Yeah, right. um, I love EDM and House and Trap and... Mm-hmm. Um, hybrid and dubstep and all that stuff. Like people need to listen to this and that's and, and, the and mindset that you have
1: to have in this business so people don't get their feelings tickled is like you have you can't have an ego at all. No. Like you always have to be open minded and transparent to everything that's
0: going on. You always have to be ready to hit the ground running. And I think that it's just the leadership in general. Like we're lucky that Anzone has really provided this opportunity for us to keep going, um and to, to make this bigger and that that his motivation and and ideology behind that trickles down to as assistant principals as well. And they've laid the groundwork for how we're allowed to, to operate and and be creative and be flexible. And because they've allowed me to be flexible, it allows you guys to be flexible. Um, And you're right. It's going to be, and people, I have some teachers and people ask me like, aren't you stressed? You're losing this, this person. I'm like, no, because I have to be aware that. I'm going to lose my best whomever producer, sound guy, DJ, Singer, all the time. Like, not only are we living in a very transient area, we are also creatives. So, right. I think student council is going to lose less kids in their program every year than we do. Yeah. Just based upon the kind of situations that we find most of ourselves in. Most people that are interesting experience hardship. I'm just being straight up. Like, most people that are creative, like, that. Gets that builds somewhere. Um, so I'm lucky that I have some really awesome students that I can rely on, and that can help fill in the gaps for where my knowledge is lacking. Because I can be the first to tell you when it comes to creating melodies and that depth of theory. Like that was not my background. Definitely my background either. doesn't exist there. Um, I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for business. I DJed. I played percussion. Um, those are where my strengths are and the fact that we have the buy-in that people want to kind of help each other out to fill in the rest of those pieces is huge and you see that in artists like Mark who went from a person that was interested in playing bass a little bit to a full-blown singer-songwriter on piano that performed a complete original piece in front of an audience um, you see those things because of people like Alex that put in the time to be a teacher and um, if it was just me teaching this and me teaching everything, there's no way Mark, that doesn't happen. It doesn't. There's just, no way, there's just no way he develops that way. He would develop more like me. And that's why I like the open student-led ideas, It has to be.
1: The collab, the collaborations and stuff like that is what creates everything.
0: It also forces you to be responsible. If you realize that people's success and understanding of a topic that you care about is pretty much dependent on your ability to teach them that, you have to become accountable for other people, and that's what kind of being an adult is and being successful is is being accountable for others. You can't go out there and live com- completely selfishly and be successful it won't work it doesn't I mean we could talk about business examples and sure yeah <laughs> but that's a whole other that's a whole podcast um but yeah I mean it, it I'm cool with whatever this becomes as long as you guys get to be creative and express yourself and I get to hear stories like the one that we've seen firsthand from current students or the ones that we hear about people that are incredibly talented, like Alex, that tells us about past people in her life that told her that she couldn't do things like solos and choir or um, other musical aspirations. So it's not me that's making people like her great. It's just me that's letting her become great. That's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, to, to show you guys have greatness in yourselves. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, rewarding <laughs> and easy position for me to be in to allow you guys to just be great. Um, and again, we're gonna, we're gonna have those times where we struggle because it really is dependent on you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, I think we're finding that that looks like now. And we're going to, we're to have to realize, I mean, like I said, we had one kid come back and one, one kid walk out the door literally the same within, day. within the same day yeah. and they're both huge players in the program and they've always have been. So we used to be like, oh man, that person's leaving. Now on a personal level, we still feel that way every time, but on a, on a business and professional and creative level, we just know it's, it's next man, woman, or Whatever other gender up um, for the for the next position, so uh, it, it's you have to know each other though. You guys talked about strengths and working together. We have to know each other, and that's communication. So, speaking of communication, Cameron got me rambling, and it's just been me talking for like <laughs> <laughs> a solid ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm sure half my students get enough of that every single day, but. No, I mean, to kind of put a little bit of a, a capper on this, is just, I just hope that there's things that we do that make you remember high school for such a positive way. And I heard that a lot last year. When we did the musical, people were like, thank you for, for doing this. I, I will never forget doing this. And I think that in itself, I mean, again, we had technical issues with microphones and other stuff, but that in itself makes things like that so worthwhile that you get the I mean, because putting on a large production is that was huge it's it's so much it's so many moving pieces and like you'll see people have like mean, i'm not saying i like to see my students have breakdowns but when they experience what it's like to deal with working with that many people it's so good to get that at 16 17 and not at 24 when you're pursuing a career that yeah. it, it's relevant. You're like, oh, I've experienced this before.
1: And I feel like that's like what sports teams also do. 100%. Is like you learn how to work with them, and that's a good experience for those
0: kids, Ag- especially at a young age, to get involved with Agreed. playing with other people. Sports changed my life so much for the positive. I mean, I, and I love the game, but I mean, that's why I'm such a huge football fan. Like football changed my life. 100% made my life better because I understood what it was like to go to battle with people that I depended on. I understood what it's like to suffer through double days and running miles and pads after (laughs) practicing for five hours. Like that, that changes you. That makes you like, you, you appreciate the people that have been there with you. And even though we don't do the physicality of that stuff, going through putting on a major show, (laughs) it's a lot. And the people don't get it. Yeah, I was just thinking about the,
1: the show, Isisu. Like, the amount of work that we put in, we put like 40 plus hours in a week just in the show alone, not including the school day. Right, so, you're,
0: you're talking about just, just simple things about it, like right. writing 12 original tracks that are cohesive that tell a story. Okay. Recording those tracks, engineering those tracks during those tracks. Memorizing those tracks. And memorizing then, those lines. And then performing all of it. I mean we wrote we wrote it we we wrote a, I helped write a script. What? Yeah, That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. That it's crazy. not what I do. It's not it's I, again, but I think I really appreciate the fact that you guys push me to do things I probably would not normally <laughs> would not normally do. I don't think writing a That's script what the is the whole
1: involvement about this
0: class is about is getting everybody
1: involved in getting out of their comfort zone so you never know what you can what you're capable of
0: doing if you can, don't do it right yeah there's there's some uh some puns that i wrote that i thought was a pretty pad of my uh, <laughs> my fork and spoon puns <laughs> there's a, a full a full page of fork and spoon puns yeah um but yeah i mean and it worked people loved that part of the musical people thought that part was hilarious right and again i think it kind of goes back to and we'll we'll wrap it up here it goes back to like working with each other, and knowing each other. I wrote those lines with the characters that were being portrayed from the students that were playing them. I wrote the fork and, f- sp- the, the fork and spoon as
1: right. RQ and Casey. And Casey
0: and
1: RQ did it perfectly, right? One, exactly and how
0: you wrote it, exactly how they would treat the situation. And Dante, same thing. I wrote in Dante's voice as much as I could because, again, he's a character enough in himself. So. Um, well, this was fun. Um I think it's gonna be easier each time because it's gonna be yeah. more natural to like right. just sit there and talk. I, I did find myself a couple times kind of going to interviewer mode, but not too much hopefully and right. <laughs> we'll uh we'll see how this works mm-hmm. and then um we'll piece together Keep some uh going. some editing and some music to to add into there and um that was yeah. I think um making it relative to like a specific creative project makes sense. Like people like to hear go talking about I think if you have like a song or a set right. or something that's been going on or even visual too, um, that'd be kind of cool. So you guys got anything else to add? Um, uh, nothing on my mind. No, yeah. Not It'll... particularly. No, no. All right. Yeah. What about Jake over there in the corner?
1: No. What's up Jake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake's in the back corner for the past hour watching this. I
0: feel like Jake's, Jake's going to be our tech guy for this from now on. Yeah. Uh, he's my Jamie for Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uh, or uh, gamma,